So this is a no smoking mirrors first, man. Um, and obviously we want it to be a first because we got such a great damn guest on. So my man, Coach T. Goodher got his own podcast. One of the things that we want to do from here is we kind of want to kind of transition, right? As we're always the ones that's asking questions and being the ones that are asking questions to our guests. So what Lou is speaking on is basically my brainchild. I received a phone call a couple weeks ago. It was an invite to speak on their podcast, No Smoking Mirrors. I was honored and thought, well, why don't we do a double episode? Let's start out on the No Smoking Mirrors podcast, but finish up on Good Hurt, the podcast. So, without further ado, here's round number two. Coach T, Good Hurt, man. Kick it off, man. Hey, ask us away, baby. Yeah, it's, your, it's your show now, man. Yeah, now, all right. Welcome to Good Hurt, the podcast. Yeah, you already know. Coach <laughs> T, Good Hurt, and we already know who the guests are. We got No Smoking Mirrors in the house. Yes, uh, so I'll go ahead and start off with you, Lou. Uh, we dropped some pretty good information, some pretty good jewels in that last episode yeah, that we just yeah. did. Uh, I want to follow up on that a little bit, but I also want to give you a little bit more of something that you can touch, yeah. something that's more tangible. Yeah. So what I mean is one of the questions that I always like to ask my guests on the podcast is um, one of them. What's the last book you read? What'd you learn from it? And would you recommend it? Absolutely. Um Whew. So the last book I read was um, The Growth Mindset. Um, the Growth Mindset was by Jonah Breger. Um, it's an uh, author, philanthropist, um, a person that's not black, though, um, but a guy that basically came on, studied, and he studied mindsets. He studied mentality. Um, he studied about how people are fixed mindsets or how people are growth mindsets. And the two differences are, you know, people that are in fixed mindsets, they think that they cannot grow outside of what they already acquired as information. And what I mean by that is they think however they accomplish or however they kind of take in information, it's a cap to it. Right. So let's just use an athlete as an example. You know, they use athletes and they say, well, athletes, you know, are born and they have God given talents to they're born with them. They can't actually curate these these talents. They can't actually build these talents. Right. Um, but someone with a growth mindset can look at Michael Jordan and say, no, I'm going to be Michael Jordan. I'm not going to confine to this box. Maybe I'm not blessed with the height that he has or the physical ability, but I'm going to have the growth mindset in which to see that I can acquire that. Um, the reason I built that book up, because I think about our current state of where we are. A lot of us do have fixed mindsets and we've been conditioned to have fixed mindsets. We've been conditioned in our areas where this is how this is your circumstance is all your circumstance is. There's nothing outside of your circumstance. I talk about this on our podcast as well about, you know, we're only exposed to what's around us. So how do we product of our environment? So how do we know that we can have, i.e. a growth mindset? If we are products of our environment. Right. So what this book is trying to encourage people is saying, look outside of the box and try to say that you can actually look at people that are on TV if that's what you're aspiring to be. Or you can look at people that are coming back into the community, that's feeding back into the community. You can be that person. Don't have a fixed mindset and set on only one particular thing. Grow your mindset. So I'm sure you've heard of the different different type of personalities before. For sure. A personality, B personality. Amiable, all this thing. So as far as those two categories that you just gave me, the first would, would, would be considered to be which personality? 
A, the growth. So um, the growth mindset will be, well, it, it doesn't fall into any it type of growth. It don't, it don't fall into any type of personality trait, right? Because I think your personality has a lot to do with how... And this is, and this is, where, the, this is where the actual, this is where the book challenges you. Okay. Because I think that's what we, that's what we rely on. That's a crutch. Okay. The crutch is I'm born this person, right? I'm born this person, so I need to be that person. I'm born with this innate ability, so I have to go out and I have to act because somebody's telling me that I'm an introvert, so I got to be an introvert. Right. Somebody's telling me I'm an extrovert, so I got to be an extrovert. But have you heard concepts of people saying, I can be an extrovert introvert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can be a person that's an A personality, but also be an introvert as well, so right? it goes back to your environment. It, it goes you back into your is. environment. Right. It goes back into how you are trying to shape your mind and your mentality yeah. to grow your mindset. Not necessarily saying that I have to be a personality type because we all, when we're born, okay. I don't know if you're going to be an introvert or okay. not. You know what I mean? So, so I got homeboys that I went to school with, yeah. high school with, yeah. who have never left the state of Georgia. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I got it's the same the thing. I got the same thing. I've been worldwide. I got the same thing. What category would you put them in? They'll be fixed mindset. Fixed mindset. They'll be a fixed mindset. And if you had to give them a personality trait, A, B, C, which one would you tell, say they were? I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of hard They're to judge. Definitely not A. Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to judge because how are we judging a personality type, right? And I want to challenge that concept a little bit further as well because how do we judge a personality type? Just because you're in your environment, does that say that you're an extrovert or introvert? See, I don't know that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think this is kind of, it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of a slippery slope to say that person is an introvert right. if they're stuck in that environment because he may be an extrovert in his community. So you can say that they, say you know they I mean? have some some characteristics of that. They have, but I, they're not that. I think whatever falls under fear, that's what it is. They're fearful of getting outside of their circumstances would create fixed mindsets. They don't want to get uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. Yeah. You're uncomfortable. You, you first time you're good. First time we all got on the plane and people told us Man, we heard, we seen all these movies and they're like, shit, the plane, it got turbulence, it bounces, it goes up and down. So we getting on a plane and we like ready for impact. Right. Yeah. This motherfucker might crash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we, we over here, we shaking on the plane yeah. and we like, it might crash, right? It's just because we're fear of the unknown. That's what it comes down to. If I'm fear of the unknown, it doesn't shape my personality type. It shapes my mentality of how I look at things and how I look at experiences. So there's two of the, there's two of the traits that you mentioned. Yeah. There was the fixed. Yep. And the growth. So the fix is the person that's fearful. The, the, yes, he he is fearful. He he doesn't he doesn't look at he moves in fear. He moves in fear and he doesn't look at growth. He right. don't look at growth. And the growth is the uh, opposite. The exactly. Person that, you know, I want this. I want something more different. I don't care about. I'll fear. knock a, I'll knock a door down and I'll ask you questions later. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to be so analytical about it. I'm going to knock the door down and I'm going to try to grow within my right. circumstance, not necessarily, and, and tell you that I can be that person. And, and personally, me being that growth yep. at A, yep. sometimes it's hard for me to understand why would there, why there be anything but, <laughs> mm -hmm. but that. Shit, all the time. You said comfort. Yep. Yeah. People yeah. get comfortable. Yeah. Comfort yeah. is the enemy. Comfort yeah. is the enemy. 100%. Unless you're on vacation, you know, in, yeah, in, right. in a nice place. I was about to say, yeah. I'm in Cancun. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to have a pina colada or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm feet up saying it a total of sand. Yeah. It is in me and less. Yeah. Yeah. So that book again was? It was uh, Growth Mindset. Okay. Um, yeah, growth, growth, growth mindset. Go check it out, and they give you a lot of nuggets, man, about if you're an athlete, if you're an entrepreneur, if you um, are, if you just a everyday person that's just trying to grow your mindset of just reading more books on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, growth mindset, man, go check it out. 
Right. And hopefully one day we'll have this audible sponsorship going on. Then I'll get the plug in for some cash. But for right now, right now. <laughs> everybody don't like to read hard copies. And like myself, I'm in the right. car a lot, commuting. Yeah. Audio Audibles, books. Yeah, audio yeah. books definitely yeah. the way to go. For sure. All right, for sure. Yo, LJ, what you got? Man, I'm, we touched on our podcast before, man. I, I still need to get into reading and doing a lot more. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that several yeah. times. Yeah. Everybody don't, they yeah. just, you know, I just yeah. can't make time for that book. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, uh, I, I would pick it up and I start to read and I'm like, this, right. this, this don't do it for yeah, me. I need yeah. audio, I need something, yeah, I need something yeah. different. So, I mean, there's been, like when lately it's been like more financial things that right. I've been listening to, right. uh, podcasts on financial, how to, how to save, how to plan, how to, how to learn, how to invest in stocks, everything like that. So, uh, I, I actually was meeting with someone today and they was telling me a book to get and um, I need to I'm going to bring it over real quick but it's How to Make the Stock Market Make Money for You. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, by, by, by Ted. Ted, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he yeah. was like, like, listen, yeah. if I had $45 to buy this used book and that all I had was $45 and I had to buy one book, he's like, this is the book I would like you to read. For sure. And he said, I should read this and this is a book that I should get into. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's when I learned how to the trends and different things like that. If I want to learn about stocks, this is the book. To mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so that I, I do need to, you know, enhance my reading and do different things, or rather, it's yeah. audio books or whatever the case may be. But uh, I definitely, uh, I'm, I'm gonna challenge myself to keep there on doing go. that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I can do. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna be in a fixed mindset that I'm not a reader. Pretty common characteristic, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. And some people just like I just ah, yeah. And I was at that point, you know, just life, you know. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you gotta realize the the, the importance of it. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. How much knowledge comes from one hundred percent book, one hundred percent audio book, so one hundred percent, man. Uh, let's talk. Uh, not too much personal, but what have you done in the last six months to improve yourself financially? Man, that's um, who you who you want the question to go to first. Oh, well, hey, LJ, yeah, just didn't have yep. a book for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, financially, man, I just uh, basically just trying to map out my finances, seeing where my money was going versus where has it went since the COVID. So before, a lot of my uh, a lot of my money and spending, as far as financially, was going out. Far as whether it was spending money on. I would say like just fun things rather like stuff that I felt mm-hmm. like I needed that I really didn't need mm-hmm. um, on food that going out and spending money at restaurants, which COVID shut that down. So now you realize like, Hey, I didn't really need to be spending this type of money. So financially I've learned like another good thing from COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh how, to, how, to, how to make my money work. And of course work has not been the same. So now your dollar don't stretch as far. So now you're trying to think mentally, okay, like if I do it this way, how can I save money this way? And I think financially, as far as like in the house, finding out the needs, necessities versus wants, you know, the the need, you know, the needs versus the wants, you right. know, sometimes we feel like we need something, but you really don't need it. You just want it. Right. You know, that's just an interest that you that you want to go ahead and captivate. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, man, just doing that, just budgeting, trying to figure out what exactly is the needs and wants, cooking more and find out that you don't really need to go out there and get those different things. So. Right. So yeah, financially, I think yeah, that's what has helped me out a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this real quick before we move on over to Lou. Yeah, yeah. How old are you, LJ? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Ah man, perfect time. What about yourself, Lou? I'm thirty. Be thirty one this year. Okay, so I'm forty seven years old. Mm-hmm. If you can start focusing on your finances from right now today, by the time that you're forty seven, you can be fucking set. Oh yeah. And that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If I knew. Heard this saying before. Mm-hmm. What I knew now, yeah. or knew then, what yeah, I know now, now. Yeah. boy, where, where would I be? Yep. So my challenge to you, the listeners, 
is that educate yourself financially. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they don't teach you that shit in school. Oh, because sure. they want you to be a worker. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with starting out as a worker. Yeah. But you should not die as a worker. Yeah. So you have to educate yourself financially. 100%. If you don't get anything else out of this podcast, you got to do that. That's the most important thing. You're going to make your life better. You're going to make your kids' life better, their kids' life better. And it's all going to start right now with you. Yep. Can you see how powerful it is? Yeah, man. It's more powerful than going to the fucking gym and working out. Because what I found what we do, or I did, or most of us, we don't think long term. No, no, absolutely. No. We're here now. We don't think long term. We're here now. Instant gratification. I mean, my, my kids obviously is what made me change my thought process. Mm-hmm. But you got to make some sacrifices. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. We got to make some sacrifices. For sure. For sure. And that, that don't even got to hurt that much. No. Nah. Like you said, I don't go to the restaurant today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. this week. And I see you, you got to mm-hmm. make some sacrifices. 100%. For them. 100%. Trying to set them up. 100%. Other people think like that. 100%. Yep. They were put in the positions to where their sacrifices made a difference. 100%. We were in a situation where our sacrifices, even didn't matter whether you sacrifice or not, yep. if the system is set up to keep you yep. down, 100%. So it don't matter. 100%. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's different. 100%. Yep. 29 33. It's different. When you're my age, you fucking, you, you retired. Yep. For Comfort sure. It's no longer the enemy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. 100%. It's on you, Lou. What you got? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me personally, um, with finances and you, you talk, you touch on something that, you know, that's, that's huge, man, because it wasn't taught to me early on. And I think I got a late stab at it. And when I say late, it was more so, you know, I would say probably within the last six years, um, I've always took finances personal. Um, even as a kid, I took them personal because my mom would tell you, I would be that kid that literally have their piggy bank full and I wouldn't touch it. All the other kids will go out and buy candy. They'll go out and rush to go do whatever they wanted. And I would have a whole piggy bank because for me, I looked at, as a kid, I, I didn't notice, but I was looking at what passive income meant, right? I was looking at when all the other kids, I'm the bank now, I got the piggy bank. So when all the other kids run out of money, I'm still a kid that that can go out of nowhere and I can buy the whole damn truck if I wanted and to. That's not an everyday mentality. And that's not an everyday mentality. So I was kind of innately, this wasn't taught to me now. And I'm going to tell you, my listeners, I grew up in the inner cities of Los Angeles. This was not taught to me. What really did it for me is that I looked at my mother's circumstances and how she was single mother raising five of us. And she was literally paycheck to paycheck. And I never wanted that for my life. And I got a little bit of a head start. You know, I, I played in the NFL for a little while and it was small. I got some small change, nothing big. But the small change that I did get from playing that small bit of time, I was able to invest it. And, um, and, and people, you know, I was blessed to be put in position where people were in my life to tell me what to do with my money and say, yeah, I, I, listen, I fucked up. I did all the things. And I'm sorry if I'm cussing on your show here, my man, Mr. Goodhart. But but um. I messed up early on because I thought I had to run with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. I thought that running with the Joneses was the important thing. I thought I had to have the CLS 550, which I had. I thought I had to have the big crib. I thought I had to have all these things because that was acceptable. So what I did was I looked at the stock market, as LJ just mentioned, and I looked at how can I make my money make money for me mm-hmm. and also while I'm asleep and I go back to passive income. Mm-hmm. So I looked at real estate investing. Real estate investing was my first, that was my first kind of touch on financial freedom and financial literacy. How do I, how do I leverage 
other things and other people money. Right. And that's what I did. First off, I didn't have all the capital to buy my own shit. So I said, let me leverage other people that got the money and I can be on the front line because I know I'll do the work. Right. And now it's funneling back to me until I get the capital to get my own. Yeah. Um, and, you know, by, by the grace of God, man, and, and God be the glory to all of it is I was able to step in a position where I'm now able to buy a home and I don't have a lot of debt. Um, I'm able to buy a home and, and be put in a position because I did make some financial decisions. And also too, you know, I, I studied in tech. I, I mean, I, um, I worked in tech for years and I've, I've hit some, some companies that got acquired and it just kind of happened in my maturation. I kind of got lucky and I say lucky because I was just at the right place at the right time. And, um, and now, and, and that's all, and that's all it took. And now I'm in a position, like I said, I'm buying a home and what I'm doing now to even push that forward is, you know, shit, my son got more money than me. That's what I tell people all the time. My son got more CDs than I do. That's what's making no sacrifice. That's, it's that sacrifice. It's thinking long term. You know what I mean? My son got investment accounts. That's more than what I have. You know what I mean? And I make sure that because it's a legacy that I'm leaving behind, you know, and this is how we stop whatever's going on currently. We have to leave our legacy and when my son comes to 30 years old or 25, my son can buy him a house if he want to without asking anybody else. Exactly. And, and, and that's what, that's what I put, that's what I, I take pride in. Wow. And I go every day by understanding what finances mean to me. And believe me for all y'all listening, you can wait on the shoes. If you got, if you, if you got capital and if you got disposable income where shoes are not, if, if shoes is just not a, if you are having a paycheck, take care of your shoes. You don't fucking need the shoes. Yeah, for sure. And that's and that's that's me being real. And that's me being real. So yeah, that's that's me, yeah, man. And again, that's a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. I mean, I understand that you want to live now. You want to have what's hot now. Mm -hmm. But if you can just be disciplined enough mm -hmm. to take those hits right now, mm -hmm. you'd be setting yourself up for a much better. Much better for now. 100%. 100%, man. 100%. I think I'd be uh, leaving out a little bit if I didn't talk a little fitness with you guys because basically that's all we come from, that we all come from fitness. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about your workouts and how they changed over the last couple months based on these situations that we're in. I'm, I'm going to let LJ take a stab at that one first. <laughs> uh, man, the workouts have changed tremendously, man. Um, obviously, man, it's been a lot of in-home workouts, right. you know, um, a lot of body weight, doing different things like that. Yeah. Calisthenics, uh, a lot of cardio. Uh, I mean, it's kind of what, you know, helped move, get that mindset of the big ass joggers and create, yep. that, yep. create that whole yep. uh, movement yep. that he had. Yep. So, uh, yeah, man, and me and this guy, we, we we the ones who were hitting it. Like, we like, hey, man, let's go ahead. Let's yep. find out something that we can do. Yep. Right now, we don't want these dead bars down. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's, hey, hey, yeah, it was, it was coming, bro. It was coming. It was coming. So, man, you know what? Immediately, right when I seen COVID hit, I went into went to Target, bought as much as I can buy, as far as like the pull up bars, the yep, pans, yep, the yep. whatever the case may be, the ad wheel, right. the medicine balls, kettlebells. We just and yeah. we just brought all our stuff together and just yep. was like, all right, let's try to get some workouts. Let's right. just try to do the best we can. Yeah, I think you started doing a little boxing, right? Yeah, started doing yeah, boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was going. Boxing, he was going trying in. To, trying to do find something, man, yeah. because for me, uh, you know, I think of the thing. It was like. Health as well. So if you feeling good, man, sure. it's like sure. working out is my therapy. Yeah. So people are like, dang, you got to work out every day. I'm like, man, listen, that's my therapy. That's my, you know, my. Do you eat every day? Eat every day. Exactly. So you should be working out. You should be working out. Exactly. That's how they go. Exactly, yeah. man. So it's it's just a habitual thing that I have to do every day. And when I don't, 
I, I feel like I didn't have the best day. Yeah. And, and when you get in that mindset of like doing that, you'll notice like how your body changes, how you feel each day, how you go into a day on a different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's working out is just so important. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. a million habits you can have. Hell yeah. Working out should definitely be one of them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. 100%. For sure, man. For sure. I think for me, man, um, my workout changed like, like, like LJ uh, talked to. I never was a jogger at all. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to tell y'all, like, for y'all that's not listening, uh, my, 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 my journey was quite interesting. Um, I mentioned I played ball, so I'm 6'4", and at the time when I, when I was playing, I was 340 pounds. So, obviously, jogging on my joints, that shit is just not happening at all. It was, not, it was, it was more detrimental than it was actually a benefit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, during this whole COVID, um, you know collabing with, with, with like-minded individuals, man, that use working out as a place of therapy, a place of escape, um, a place of knowing that this is a lifestyle. This is not something that we just com- completely just change all of a sudden cold, cold turkey, and then you say, I work out. No, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I made a lifestyle change during this COVID-19 to add something in addition. I was always used to lifting heavy weights. I was always used to moving mountains, right? But how do I make my body transform? And that's what I was focused on. He mentioned the dead bodies is how do I make my body transform, man? Me and LJ, man, we was getting up and, you know, he was running with me uh, in the beginning. We were running miles and miles, man. We were running two miles before a workout. We'll come back in his garage. We'll get a whole workout in his garage, man, with just body weight stuff, yeah. cones, setting up certain things, man. And um, even at home for me, you know, I found myself, you know, bringing bringing stuff back home doing abs in the living room when i'm watching tv you know just by like just unconsciously not even realizing that i was just doing it i just it was so innate a part of me and um that's why i just had to change it man but it was first started with my mentality of of, of changing my body i had a body goal in mind so and, and that's what it was for me specifically so what's the toughest exercise you've created in this in this time span in the last couple months man i would say the toughest exercise i've created is it's an exercise that we can do already. We all jog. Right. The toughest is the distance that I've been jogging. Increasing your distance. Increasing my distance. That's been the toughest. Um, I started off first off, you know, um, and the people that don't know, I have a movement that's called Big Ass Joggers, um, hence the name and in my size and stature. But it means more than just a big ass jogger. But um, anyway, it was the distance. I was first starting off running two miles at a time. Right. And I was like, two miles is cool. That's good enough because I was scared to go over that limit. Yeah. I was like, my body is not going to hold up over two miles. And then I started to add on more and I started to increase probably three and a half. And the most I've ran so far is six and didn't even think at my size now at, at six, four, 250 pounds that I can run six miles. But I ran six miles and probably I want to say eight forty, eight forty uh, pace. And that's probably that's so I mean, to the joggers out there, y'all probably have smoked me, but at the end of the day, that's good for me. Yeah, the body is the most advanced machine yeah, on the face of the earth. For sure. For and sure. it has to go through certain processes for sure. to get to where you want to get, but the mind and the body together can go almost anywhere you want to For go. sure, man. Point blank, period. Yeah. LJ mentioned the cliche term earlier that health is well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So true. You've heard it a million times. Yeah, for sure. You all what you eat. Yeah. You all what mm-hmm. you eat. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. You've heard it a thousand times. Yeah. So the, the, the first thing that you can do when it comes to fitness is proper eating. And, and it's not rocket science. It's not hard for you to figure out. I know a lot of bad shit tastes good, mm-hmm. but you've got to take it upon yourself good. to find the good shit that tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> Hell it's yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Y'all may want macaroni and cheese, man, but that shit is bad for yeah, you. you. Know, it tastes good. Moderation is key. Moderation is key. You can have it once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Well, y'all asked me this question in the first episode. I think I pretty much answered it. It was on me, so I'm going to throw it back to you guys. What are you looking to see as far as the world in the next five years? For me, man, I'm just hoping that in the next five years, similar to, to what you said in our, uh, on our podcast, I mean, hopefully just a better, a better world that I'm going to be leaving my son in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in five years, of course, uh, you know, some changes will happen. Hope, you know, hopefully a lot of the times we, we look at the things that like Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X did back in back then, but and we're reaping the benefits of what they did now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping like in the next five years, we keep going on with the path that we're going on, making the differences, doing the things that we're doing, doing the protests, making sure that the government take notice of the, the things that they put in place to put us behind and just continue to help change that. In the next five years, I just hope that it's going to be a better place than what it was. And... You know, I ask myself all the time when these fucking laws and stuff are out. Like mm-hmm. when I when I ran a stop sign a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and the fucking stop sign ticket was like five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who in the fuck signed up on yeah, this? Yeah, I'm right. That's maybe a hundred, maybe yeah, one fifty, yeah. five hundred. Yeah. True. It's gonna teach me not to want to stop sign again. Yeah. But who signed up on this? Exactly. And I say that to say this. I'm bringing it back to voting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people these days, and they think voting. They think about President of the United States. Yep. Yep. And that's it. Yep. That is so far away from you. Yeah. As far as as far as affecting you, that it don't make a difference almost who the president is anyway. Yeah, no, not at all. You have to focus on the community level, mm-hmm. the local legislation. Mm-hmm. That is the voting education that you need to have. The district attorney in your community is going to be making the decision when it's time to lock someone up mm-hmm. or not lock someone up. Mm-hmm. So as far as those view, those rules and those changes that we want, mm-hmm. we have to learn to vote on a local level. Yes, yes, yes. Got to learn to vote on a local level. Yes, 100%. What you got to do? Um, man, I think the change that I really want to see is is more so, I, I, don't, I won't even say change, I want to see consistency. Um, and this is what I mean by that. You know, I think... America has a weird way of forgetting about its history. And when I say forgetting about its history, we have all these things that come on and we come on board and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, it's over. It's just, it's, it's, it's relevant right now, but it's not relevant in the future. We go back to what Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all these people did for us, right? And we go back to that, but we forget about the system in which they were trying to put in place for that, for us to take it and run with it. And so now we have big people that are in big places that are trying to put that same system in place and even expand it. And I want to see in five years that we continue to beat on that system, to change that system and be consistent. Um, this just generation, we talk about this all the time, is our generation is a part of fads. Right. Our generation is a fad culture. We are instant gratification. We want to see change and we want to see change now. Is that one year change, two years, whatever. But it's a microwave society Mm -hmm. for me personally. Change is not going to happen unless we continue to beat on the door. Mm -hmm. That fucking sound has to be so nagging. And that drum and that beat has to be so piercing to the ear that they have to change. Mm-hmm. But, in, but in order for something to become agitating, it's just like your kid poking you. Right. He's consistent. <laughs> He's consistent. Right. He's going to poke the shit out of you until you say, give me what I want or get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Right? And that's why I look at America. 
I want to be that. I, I'm that kid right now that's going to poke the shit out of the system until you tell me that there's change, until you show me that there's change. Yeah. And that's what I want to see personally. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it. I don't look at it as, yes, we got to do all the voting. Those things come within the consistency. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it as that's what we need to continue to evolve mm-hmm. because it's just not right now. Right now, everybody's doing it because why? Some some yeah. people, it's a fad. And then also, too, they're not at work. Yeah, They're not at work. When you got 40% of the population, that is at home. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely one, that's, of that's one of the keys. But what are we going to do once things transition back into normalcy? Mm-hmm. How is that consistency going to be there? Are you willing to sacrifice your livelihood and say, you know what? Nah, I'm fighting for something that's better than we talk about our kids. Yeah. I'm fighting for them. Are we willing to do that? So I, I, I won't be long winded. I just want to see consistency. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't let up, basically. That's it. Keep moving forward. That's it. Um, something you just mentioned about getting back to normal. And we all got kids, obviously. Yeah. And in a normal situation, under normal circumstances, vaccines oh, yeah. may be uh, required. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Under normal circumstances. Oof, shit. How you guys feeling about oh. your kid having to take this rushed, hurried vaccine mm. to have to go back to school? Man. <laughs> I already know my answer, but like I said, this is about you guys right now. You're, um, on, you're on Good Hurt Podcast. So, um, I mean, it's, and it's, it's something you know you don't feel comfortable with talking about. Uh, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's it's, it's, it's something that I, that you know I think we we talked about and I also talked about you know with my you know my mom and family and different things like that. But it's something that at the moment, being that our kids are young, right. it's not something that we have to consider right away. Right. Because most of the time, when it comes to childcare and things like that, there's other ways around it. Whether it's to move on to daycare. Or you're having to stay in nanny right. now that you can, or I'm somebody who comes, who comes yeah. to the house yep. and watch yeah. your kid while you're at work. Yeah. So we have other options at the moment. Now, yeah. when it comes to when they have to get into the kindergarten and pre-K and all of that, when they when it's required, then right. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that's something I'm going to have to exhibit when it gets there. But it's just something that hopefully by that time, if it worse come to worse, the vaccine is it's better. It's better. It's not exactly. It's, it's not it's rushed. Not it's, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So we got some years to think about it. Then also... I mean, I heard someone who said uh, they said that they didn't have it. They never gave their kid any vaccines, and it's because of a religion, like it's a religion mm-hmm. point where they can right. get. They believe in holistic remedies, yeah, holistic yeah. remedies and things yeah. like that, where you can get it, you know, uh, ignored. So if it comes down to it, and I don't feel comfortable at that point, then that's something I probably have to exhibit. Yeah, against there. Yeah, no, for sure. This is a whole other topic, but I've actually read articles before because we know science is real. Yes. And there are ways to make certain drugs affect different people different ways. Yes, 100%. Yeah, so <laughs> as far as my answer in the vaccine is concerned right now, I mean, you guys are pretty lucky. It's like I said earlier, my kids have an age where I ain't got to worry about him being out in the streets. Yeah. Your kids is at an age where he don't, they don't have to go to school. Yes. They have those stay in yeah. home nannies and whatever. Just but conspiracy. My wife, as spectacular as she is, and she sort of put uh, together in a matter of weeks of this, this stuff kicking off, uh, in homeschooling for my kids. For sure. Mm-hmm. We have a Spanish teacher to the left of us and an English teacher to the right of us. And our kids were going to these homes two to three hours a day, Monday through Friday, continuing their education. Mm-hmm. We gave them about a week off when they actually got out of school officially. Mm-hmm. And then now they're back in summer school now. Oh, wow. But personally, I'm not taking the vaccine. Now, mm-hmm. I have taken vaccines before. I, I mentioned that I was prior military. 
and they stick your ass with so much so much shit. <laughs> when you're in the military, yeah. you don't even know what sick is. Yeah. You just you really are a universal soldier. Yeah. And, and like <laughs> That's a, crazy. A month after I got out of the military, I was back home in Georgia with my mom. And I got as sick as I've ever been in my life. Yeah, for and sure. Because I was coming off of all the all that shit, shit. maybe sticking mm-hmm. in You know what I'm saying? So it works. Yeah. But to what extent? Yeah. So long story short, uh, we'll definitely be doing homeschooling. Yeah, that's and that's and I was about to I was about to touch on that as well. Is that um, I think the world of normalcy is going to be virtual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to be to be honest, I don't. I think school as we know it, the traditional way, yeah. is not going to be the same. Um, and, and and that's one of the things that I you know I, I talk to you know a lot of my little cousins about and different things of that nature. And you know my sisters that have kids and stuff like that is that around that age I can go back to school. Right. Um, is that you know we have to become as parents, we have to become more educated in curriculum <laughs> because <laughs> because I think sometimes. <laughs> Because it's gonna rely a lot on us, and then also too, you know, yeah. we we've been get, it's gonna it's gonna really expose us. We've been getting uh, getting by about, uh, without knowing algebra, yeah. and these kids now, and these kids now coming back in the second grade, and they got these damn uh, algebraic equations with, and you like, wait, what? You got to carry the two, put that over what, and you got to divide this. Where the X come from? Wait, I thought the X always went on top. The funny, you know what I mean? So that's that's why I'm, I'm telling you, that's why I always say, listen, this curriculum, that's something that we got to take serious because it's not going to be traditional. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it, it's just not, man. I think oh, as we see it, I got a lot of I got a lot of friends and family that work in the charter school and, and online virtual school industry. Yeah. And they tell they're telling me right now where they're getting so many kids that are not even enrolling their kids into regular, predominantly traditional schools and they're transitioning them over into virtual because they are scared. They don't want to have to go through the vaccine situation, you know, because they believe that, you know what, nah, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So I think that, yeah, as parents, if y'all parents out there, learn algebra and learn how to spell. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be bigger than y'all just sticking them a a workbook in their face. How you spell? Right. That's Google, how you spell, right? And she's saying like at the moment, she's like right now, the way it's looking as far as school system right now, it seems like that 60% saying that they won't send their kids back to school Amen. and 40% saying that they're willing to, Damn. but and then on top of that, percentage. now they're going to break up the school, the, uh, the, the day. So it's going to be like Monday, Wednesday, certain kids. Tuesday, Thursday, some some kids now, and Friday. They're doing blocks. They're, they're doing blocks. Yeah. Now, now two things on this. Yeah. Number one, you got a parent that's got to go to work Monday through Friday. Yeah. But now you got a kid that only go to school two Monday. Two, so now the money that you was barely making to get mm-hmm. by in the first place, yeah. child care is fucking very yeah. expensive. Yes, yeah. very. Yeah. So yeah. there's an opportunity for some entrepreneurs to come up with a better way to so listen because we get excited because this is what LJ and I was just talking about right. yep. we was just talking about this is that this is where it's coming to this is a perfect opportunity and I know LJ I'm gonna let him speak on it because yeah. I, I literally will be watering down <laughs> his message okay. behind it but we were just talking about certain certifications that you have to get in order so you can run or even invest whatever you want to do right. into a virtual system right. that's where the future is going get in the game now oh yeah 
Yeah. In the game, but now I'll let, I'll let LJ. It's funny because it was like when it was a recession last time, or I'll even go back. There's like, hey, it was the baby boomers. All these baby, baby boomers. Baby boomers, yeah. yeah. So, you know what they created? They seen, knew it was going to be a lot of babies. They created Gerber baby. Yeah. Gerber baby blew up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Baby boomers, they're getting old. Guess what the trend is now? Hey, home health. Yeah. People are going, they're getting sick. They're, they right. need to be at home. They can't go anywhere. Home health is a big thing. Yeah. Right. Boom. Now, I was telling them, I was like, now that it's getting to advance more times, baby boomers are not the biggest population anymore. Right. No. Millennials are, are the right. biggest. So now they're in younger. So now it's more and more population. So now, what is the thing that we could tend to? For that, that will eventually be the thing for them in the future, yeah. which is now, which it will be when we talk about the virtual, virtual. learning. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to want to send their kid to school, mm-hmm. whether it's school shootings, yeah. vaccines, right. so many different things. And then now, it's just, it's and I, and yeah, just we just talk about, about it. And I'll tell you right now, Gen Xers, they like mommy and daddy, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they speaking up, they, I'm yeah. telling you, they yeah. like, hell no. Yeah. I'm not going back to school. Yeah. They rebe- they rebelling against their parents. Yeah. So think about that 40% that he just mentioned about saying 60% wants to go and 40%. I thought he said 60% want to stay. No, 60% want to stay. I mean, 60% want to stay and then 40% want to uh, want to um, yeah. go. That's a parent. But think about this, though. That shit's going to change. Yeah. That, that, that pendulum, that shit's going to swing. So Come- say, vaccine, you got to get the vaccine up. Exactly. So now it's in that shit over time is going to start to amortize and decrease, decrease, decrease. And now you got a full population that's like you got 10% that's saying, oh, I'll go because I'll take the risk, whatever. Then you got 90% that's like, y'all 10% more folks. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, so, that situation isn't the same because if only 10% is gone, it's going to be so limited. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, for sure. For sure. For sure. But uh, that's, how, uh, that's how entrepreneurs think. Yeah, I was saying. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But, but to take a little fear out of the situation, let's understand. Let's talk about the school curriculum. Yeah. And how these kids are in school, what mm-hmm. is it, eight hours a day? Yeah. Yeah. And all the subjects. What I'm trying to say, Jim, what I'm what I'm basically trying to say is it doesn't take eight hours a day to teach your kids no. the essentials. No. Yep. So even if you do have to start a homeschooling thing, if you got yep. them two, two and a half, three hours of, you know, work, mm-hmm. then they're done. Yeah. Yep. And they're going to get all the essentials they need exactly. outside of this extra shit. Because, you know, it, it's a lot of stuff in school that that's mm-hmm. just foo-foo. Because yeah. school's trying to get their money. Yep. So we got to have you here for these hours and these many classes. Yep. So that's going to cut all that bullshit out. Mm-hmm. For sure. So for sure. it's yeah. um, interesting things, to see. Things are changing. Things, things, things are changing. The world is changing as we know it. And all we have to do is be prepared and adapt to the change. Yeah. That's it. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, man. I, I thought of it, and I was like, I got my sister-in-law on board. She's, I'm like, hey, listen, what do, what do I exactly do? I have to do. She's like, all right. She gave me a little map out. Right. Like, this is the curriculum. She was like, you should start off this way. You should do it this way. And now I just need to actually sit down and like really put, stick my head. In I was even thinking was. about. Yeah, no, it's funny you said. It. I was thinking about teaching a virtual, um, a virtual um, course, extension course at a junior college. Because mm-hmm. you know how you got to get certain hours. Yeah. Um, but see, what, what was crazy about the state of California and Los Angeles School District in itself, mm-hmm. they're a little bit more lenient as to their detriment sometimes on how these how these kids or not these kids, these teachers can qualify to be a teacher. Right. And so they're a little bit more lenient other than other, other states. If you look at us on a map, you know, Los Angeles and compared to every other city, right. major city, we're at the bottom mm-hmm. when it comes to our public school system. Yeah. Um, but what I was thinking about is taking an extension course 
um, or teaching an extension course, um, basically, and just trying to get hours because obviously you want to be someone that's notable and someone that's credible mm-hmm. in that space. When the time and when the time comes, yeah. we go in on a business that way. It's more so saying, here's my credentials, right? Mm-hmm. I understand this curriculum. Right. Now I'm ready. Now let me actually, if you come and audit me, it's no discrepancy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got it. Face, I got it here for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, nah, I'm, I'm me. Hey, coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> no smoking mirrors. Uh, uh, T. Goodhart, um, uh, online charter school, baby. That's it. That's it, man. Speaking into existence. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. That was a nice little bonus. You know, with that being said, uh, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah. Again, this was the first for No Smoking Mirrors and Good Apparel or Good Podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, we man. We did this little spin-off. So you got part one of this episode yep. on No Smoking Mirrors. Yep. And then you follow up for the finale over on Good Hurt the Podcast. Man, we yes. on all major platforms and all that good stuff. Yes. Man, man. we love it, man. Thank you for having us, man. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, yeah. man. All right. We Same. did it. Queen B said it best in formation. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. If you don't take nothing else from this episode, take this. Think financial freedom. Think long term. And don't be afraid of a little sacrifice. It's a good hurt. (laughs) As always, I'd like to thank my guests. I'd like to thank my listeners. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe to Good Hurt the Podcast. Coach T out.